softer than expected ADP and growth numbers from the US yesterday further softened the Federal Reserve hawk's hand equities extended gains while bonds extended recovery as well and the US dollar fell across the board so today all eyes are on the European inflation estimates and the US core PC data so welcome this is Swiss Codes daily market talk So America had another bad news is good news moment yesterday. Softer than expected jobs and growth data in the US further fueled expectations that the Federal Reserve is maybe good for a pause. The ADP report released yesterday in the US actually showed that the US economy added 177,000 new private jobs in August. So that number was lower than expected by analysts and it was less than half the number printed a month earlier while the US GDP was revised from 2 to 2.1% instead of to 2.4%. So that was due to lower business investment than initially reported and that was also due to the downside revisions in inventory and in non-residential fixed investment but 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 household spending continued leading the u.s economy higher and stronger because it was revised up to 1.7 percent so all in all the economic data released yesterday was certainly weaker than expected by analysts but the numbers remain well strong in absolute terms mind you because they now look to be getting back to some kind of a normal you know the kind of normal that we were used to before the covid pandemic but if you compare actually today's economic data today's number to pre-pandemic times you still have quite strong strong figures instead of abnormally strong strong figures the job additions about 200,000, well used to be a nice nice number before the pandemic months and well the expectation for uh, this friday's nfp is just around that 200 thousand number just a little bit less than that whereas the economic growth is above the long-term trend in the u.s at two percent level because the long-term trend is uh, supposed to be around 1.8 percent according to the fed so if all goes well that means if inflation falls enough and it falls sustainably well the u.s economy could eventually avoid recession or avoid a deep recession because the federal reserve will decide whether to stop the interest rate hikes in the u.s or not by looking at the inflation dynamics and not to other numbers necessarily because remember they want to bring inflation down they don't want to hammer the economy just to hammer the economy so the S&P 500 was up for the fourth consecutive session at yesterday's trading session the index is now above the 4500 psychological level and it has around 85 points only to go before recovering towards this July highs it's just about two percent rise was not big number similar to nasdaq 100 the index is now only three percent away from its year-to-date high the u.s two-year yield settles below the five percent psychological level and that obviously on expectation that the federal reserve has no reason to push hard or harder to hike the interest rates but the data in hand that it could just wait and see finally the impact of its latest and aggressive tightening campaign because yes 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 americans spend 
and they spend and they keep spending. But actually, when we look at the low-income Americans, they are clearly feeling the pinch of the Federal Reserve's monetary policy tightening and higher rates as they are reportedly behind on their rent payments, for example. And they also skip meals, apparently, because they simply can't afford to eat as much as they need to eat. And the house affordability in the US is also said to be at the lowest levels in the last 40 years due to the obvious spike in mortgage rates. So the US 30-year mortgage rate is indeed above the 7% mark. That's a big number. So in summary, the Federal Reserve is hurting the main street, obviously, with its interest rate hikes, but not necessarily Wall Street. If it did want to hurt Wall Street, actually, well, it would be acting more and more severely on its balance sheet reduction program than on the interest rate. So the danger for stock markets is not really, really big because the Fed is just not going to boost this QT as we saw over the past year and a half and investors will be doing just fine now that the bad news also goes down the market's throat as excellent excellent news from the Federal Reserve monetary policy perspective because it's going to be lower interest rate hikes and not much on the QT. In the FX markets, the softening Fed expectations are actually waiting on the US dollar. The US dollar index fell to its 200-day moving average yesterday and could actually sink back towards its March to August descending channel. But, but, but the seasonality is on the US dollar side in September. In fact, the US dollar performed better than its peers for six Septembers in a row since 2017, and it gained 1.2% on average. It may, of course, be just a coincidence, and we will continue seeing the US dollar actually give back field against its major peers this September. Yet, yet the increased quarter-end US dollar buying in the market and an increased safe haven inflows toward the US dollar before October, which is a seasonally bad months for the stock markets are among major factors that could explain the US dollar's strong performance in the months of September in general. But we also know that the performance of the US dollar is also going to be very, very much influenced by the growth and price dynamics, not only in the US, but also in peer economies. And looking at the latest euro area CPI numbers, well, the picture in Europe is much less stoic and that despite morose business and morose consumer sentiment in Europe. We saw that in data released yesterday and also the weak PMI numbers printed earlier this month. So despite the dark clouds that are gathering on the European skies, while the latest inflation numbers in Europe show that inflation in both Spain and in Germany ticked higher in the month of August, and that was for the second month in a row, a U-turn that could actually be explained by the research, the rally that we saw in oil prices since the end of June. So today, the aggregate CPI number in the euro area may not confirm a fall to 5.1% in headline inflation as expected by analysts, and a stronger than expected CPI print in Europe will likely boost the European Central Bank hoax and get the euro bull 
tools to test the 50-day moving average, which stands near the 109.70 level to the upside. But again, it's never that simple. It's never one-sided in the FX markets. A bit after the European CPI estimates are released today, while well, investors will be focusing on the US coal PCE data, which is also due today and which has a heavier weight on the international platform and across the FX markets. So the strength of the US coal PCE data will actually be saying the last word before tomorrow's jobs data also due in the US. So analysts expect a steady 0.2% advance on a monthly basis in the US coal PCE and a slight advance from 4.1 to 4.2% on a yearly basis. So a bad surprise on the top side could eventually wash out the past day's optimism regarding the future of the Federal Reserve's monetary policy. So our fingers are crossed. We really, really need the US inflation to fall and to stay low if possible. But unfortunately, looking at the energy prices today, well, a sustainable fall in inflation could actually be well, just wishful thinking, because U.S. crude oil remains upbeat near the $82 per barrel level as the latest EIA data show that the crude inventories fall more than 10 million barrels last week. And other data, separate data also show that crude stored on ships at sea, well, fell to the lowest levels in a year as a sign, as a clear indication that OPEC supply costs are taking effect. So is that not enough for you? Well, there are further news on the wire that Russia is actually discussing with OPEC to extend its oil export cuts and Saudi is also expected to prolong its supply cuts in the coming months which seem to be working so well so why to stop right so from a price perspective all that is positive for oil so this is all for today. I'm Ipekos Kardeshke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading